Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello everyone, this is Stuart Crawford, and you're listening to the MSP Show on Blog Talk Radio. Well, welcome everyone, welcome to our weekly here, show here on Blog Talk Radio for the MSP Show. And we got a great uh, program lined up, quick 30-minute uh, podcast we do here on uh, Blog Talk Radio every week. Talk about different things that affect the managed IT services community and, uh, you know, leadership and business in general. And we've got a great uh, program lined up today. We are, uh, we're blessed to have a, uh, an inspirational leader in the U.S. business world. He's not a technology professional, so, you know, uh, go easy on him when we're talking, if we talk, start talking about technology a little bit here. But uh, I want to introduce my, uh, my good friend, uh, Mr. Anel Rodriguez. Uh, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. How are you, Stuart? I, wonderful, wonderful. So um, this is a new community for I don't think you talk to the IT community uh, across, uh, across the world here, uh, at least not on my show anyways, uh, ever. So why don't you introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about who you are and, uh, and what you do. Uh, you're... Um, you're over at uh, United Surgical Partners these days. A little bit of a change since the last time we uh, we spoke uh, on on the air, anyways. Yes, uh, yes, I am. It's a tremendous company uh, focused in the healthcare space, and I'm the senior human resources leader. Um, I've got a career of 20 years in human resources and in leadership, and uh, it's just been a tremendous run, and I've really uh, enjoyed every second of it. And the biggest part of the biggest source of my enjoyment is. Um, Building and developing other people, so uh, I'm very excited to be on this, on this uh, line here with you this morning. Great, so I know uh, you know I've known you for a while now, and you came uh, very highly recommended from a very good friend of mine, uh, Sean Perrin and uh, and Danny Gutierrez. Both of us, uh, both very good people. Um, you know, one of the things they told me about you that you're um, you're just one of these leaders who gets it. I think that was Sean's exact words. You know, you just get it. You know. The show today is about inspirational leadership and what we can do as leaders to help uh, lead our organizations. Let's just kind of start at the beginning. What is what is your definition of leadership? Because I know everybody has a different one, but what's your definition of leadership? My definition of leadership is the ability to, frankly, articulate a vision for where a team is going, be it a company, be it a school, be it a um, group of colleagues that are that are indeed um, endeavoring onto something special. Um, so articulating a vision, then setting an agenda, i.e. lining out how are we going to achieve that vision. It's often called a mission, right? Mm-hmm. And then lining out specific uh, strategies and tactics that enable that that vision and empower that mission. And then, frankly, uh, it's, it's oftentimes called taking others with you. But what that really means is, you know, in motivating and inspiring people. And and as you craft the vision, as you articulate the vision, as you, as you validate it with the mission and action step strategies, then getting people rallied to really um, executing against it and feeling part of something that's bigger than just who they, just them. And a lot of times, be it in the workplace or be it in the community, um, people need to be inspired and reminded that, you know, it's it's more than just either a job or a task. It's part of something that's got a higher purpose. Yeah, for sure. So, 
you know, we look at leadership, and you know, and most of the most of the people that I work with through Ulyftic and uh, you know, different from your organization, which is such a large uh, large corporation, these are small business owners. Um, you know, they have maybe two or three staff. Some may have you know up to about 100 staff, but the general number could be you know somewhere between five and 25 employees. Does leadership change when we move into smaller organizations, or are the core skills required the you know the same uh, you know no matter if you're leading a a fortune 500 company or the the local small business down the street no i think the if anything the the core fundamentals get that much more important because they aren't watered down or encumbered by bureaucracy and by layer and by scale Mm -hmm. it's that much more important for a small team to understand where they're going to have an agenda that's that resonates and is relevant to them and, and that they can get behind and real strategies and tactics that can be executed and then if anything the celebration and the um, joy of achievement is that much that much stronger in a smaller organization because people feel part of it more than they would um, they feel a more integral part of of an achievement than they would in a larger company where there's so many layers removed from the person's contributions yeah and one uh, one key thing as well is the uh, celebration. I think that's uh, look. We talk when we even do goal setting exercises. We talk about planning the goal, executing the goal, and then celebrating that that achievement. I, I want to expand on that a little bit because that um, you know how that obviously. That, so maybe maybe just go into a little more detail. You know the importance of that because I think that brings the team together and actually and brings closure to. You know, a task at hand or or, or people. Yeah, I'm having a tough time hearing your mic, but I think it's you want me to expound on celebration and on and on um, frankly recognizing an achievement. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. Sorry, but okay. Yeah. No, that's okay. It's me or okay. the line today, but yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah. Go ahead. So this is especially important in a small team and. Um, it's not just a celebration, it's it's along along the timeline of achieving that goal, making sure people are aware of two things. Where are we versus achieving that goal? So I would recommend um pretty uh pretty consistent team meetings, developing a cadence. A cadence, that's a very powerful word, right? A cadence, which means, you know, something that's pragmatic, something that's timely, something that is consistent. So a cadence of communication, be it a meeting, be it an update email, be it you know eye to eye, hand to hand engagement as to how we're doing against our goal. And then once the goal is achieved, then really um, you know recognizing the the accomplishment the accomplishments of the team, but also bringing to light some individuals that really uh, really stepped above and beyond and uh, made a made a considerable difference, all within the concept of team. So. I think the folks that you recognize that are great individual contributors, you always need to tie back to, hey, this is how you impacted somebody else on the team. This is how you're part of something bigger. Um, and that's even that much more important, frankly, in, in small units and small companies because what what might happen in a small team is someone doesn't realize how their contributions impacted everyone else. Yeah, that's you know that was one very critical lesson learned as a owner uh, when I had a team of uh, third bull was even though I wasn't directly you know managing 
or lead group. Everything that I said and did, uh, you know, having an impact. Even today with, you know, shows like this and you an indirect impact on maybe on the lives of some people. You know, let's let's kind of let's look kind of look at that. You know, we often look at leaders uh, in today's world that have you know that do things that are not you know maybe not ethical or or just behavioral challenges. You know, what is what is your point on, or your view on on that on those when you're looking at uh, when you're doing things and, and not having and having a non or uh, indirect. Uh, impact on the life of people. You know, that obviously must be very important to leaders to keep in the back of their mind. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm not sure if I dropped off there or not. Am I still here? You still there? Yeah, I'm not sure what happened. I thought I dropped off, but I'm not sure what happened there. So, sorry about that, folks. If we're uh, if you're still listening, we're having some technical challenges with the program today. Um, I'm going to see if I can bring uh, our colleague back on here. Anil, you're still there? Yes. Oh, yes. sorry. I must. I don't know what happened. I dropped off. Did you? What, did you even? Did you hear my last question? I heard about half of it. Okay. So what I was getting at was. Uh, uh, indirect leadership. You know, we have challenges in today's world with leaders and some behavioral issues, and they do things that are, you know, maybe not ethical in some people's eyes, or they, you know, they they just they do they have they make mistakes, they get blown out of proportion, especially in the media today. You know, how important yes. is, in your view, uh, on this indirect leadership? Uh, you know, having the impact of people that you may not even know that you're touching. Now, I'd like to get your feedback on, you know, on that and how behave and leaders should behave in today's uh, society. Well, I've always said, and you and I have had several discussions about this: is um, true leaders, the best leaders, care about people that they'll never meet, and that really has a, um, a strong message around exponential leadership. I.e., you know, as a leader, as a leader of consequence, you know, frankly. The way you engage with others, the decisions you make, don't just impact the person that you're making the decision on, or that you're making the, uh, or that you're engaging with. You're probably impacting lots of others: their colleagues, their families, their communities, um, the way they lead down the road, the lessons they learn, and the habits that they that they that they acquire from you. Um, it's a whole lot bigger sphere than than just today in the moment in time. And leaders have to ensure that, you know, that is a screen that they use. You know, if I'm going to make a decision on a, you know, on a uh, critical project or make a decision on a capital spending uh, item, um, I have to really sit back and think, okay, how many people are really going to be impacted by this? And is this really going to grow the business and enhance people's lives? If it's not, then, then frankly, it's probably not worth doing. 
And if it's a matter of a um, ethical question, if it's a matter of a uh, judgment call, then I really strongly believe that that exponential impact, that decision needs to be um, top of mind with with leaders, because that mm-hmm. judgment call, that judgment call won't just impact you or impact the person that you're making it on. You're going to impact tons of others in a variety of ways, directly and indirectly. And the indirect one is, you know, think about our families and our our kids. I mean, they're looking at us today and they're learning what to do and probably what not to do. And Mm -hmm. as leaders, our team members, the people that we lead, motivate, and inspire are learning what to do and learning what not to do. And having that as a screen before making decisions, be they, ethical or business, frankly, I think it's incredibly important. One of the things that constantly amazes me uh, is when I go to a, a conference or to an event, and how many people come up to me and just say that, you know, I've impacted their life in some way, and I'm, you know, I've never met this person before. I think that's a true demonstration of real leadership is when you when you get when you get to that stage. And again, what we're talking about is those are also when you're under the microscope at the at the biggest times because you get you know there's so many eyes watching you that you know every little thing that you do is uh, you know maybe critiqued or maybe yeah. praised and I think that's right. uh, you know something that's us or, leaders or, you know even this even this program here right or both both critiqued yeah. and praised depending on who looks at it at <laughs> the same time yeah, yeah. at the same time yeah. Yeah, so you know when we're looking at when we're looking at this the smaller uh, technology firms that normally tune into this program. Um, you know, we, they, you know, again, we, we have we do have smaller teams, and most of us, most of us are technology professionals, and we have a, you know, we have a passion for technology, and sometimes that passion for technology impairs our our ability to make sound business decisions. What would you recommend to a, you know a, a new startup technology professional who's, you know, says you know I'm tired of working for the man, and I wanna I wanna create my own destiny. What would you recommend to them, you know, from, from a leadership perspective? Yeah, I think from a, I'll, I'll make a comment on leadership, but also frankly more on, on the business skills piece. Sure. Yeah, I would I would recommend that you know someone who's quote unquote a technology professional or or what's been called sometimes a techie or there's there's a stereotype. That those folks, uh, people that are technology professionals or you know financial professionals, people that are more in the, the technical realm of life, um, that they're not good leaders and and aren't aren't used to practicing leadership qualities and don't know the business, et cetera, et cetera. And I've, if I've heard it once, I've heard a hundred a hundred times. And frankly, I would recommend people that you lean against lean against that type. You know, push against that stereotype, break that stereotype, because you know, knowing the business is not a chromosome. Mm-hmm. It is a factor of having the courage to take it on, demystifying the business aspects, demystifying what a P and L and EBITDA and all that is, demystifying it, because we put our own mental roadblocks, especially, especially I've seen people that are in the technical realm. You say, well, I'm a technical guy, I'm not really a business guy. Well, why? Who says that? You say that. You say that, so I would I would yeah. recommend that a that a technical professional take the time to indeed learn about the P and L. To if they've got to go back to school and take some courses, take them. If you got to go back to school and take finance, go for it. If you want to get your MBA, do it. And rail against that stereotype that 
frankly, uh, society might plant a seed, but we let that tree grow. And we let that tree grow on our own minds based on our own roadblocks and our own inhibitions. So as far as, you know, leadership is concerned, frankly, leadership in many ways is leadership of self. Leadership of self. Yeah. And leadership I, of self yeah, would say my own skills, i.e. around the business. Let me engage and learn about how to motivate and inspire people. Because you can't. I mean, it's it's something that's, frankly, it's action, not necessarily vision. So I hope that's helpful, and I, I wanted to share that with the group. Yeah, I think it, I think it definitely is, because I think as, uh, you know, and I can't speak of other industries, because, you know, I've, I've been in technology most of my life, is, but I do see a lot of us getting burdened with the stereotype of being the techie, and you know, in all, in all fairness, we often, in stressful times, go back to our comfort zones, which is, sure, you know, being techie, being a techie, and I, and I even do that to myself, and I've been kind of haven't done, done any real technical work in about five or six years, but I yeah, find myself I mean, going I've, to hide in my office and, and start mucking, mucking about with stuff. Yeah, well, for me, it's, you know, being a people guy. Oh, it's a people guy. He's a people guy. He doesn't know the numbers. doesn't know this and that. And I said, the heck with that. I went back, and I, you know, I, I took finance courses, and I learned this, and I learned learned that and I engaged and I studied the P&L. Now, it's never going to be necessarily a core uh, towering strength, but I can defend myself. And I know our technology brethren that are out in the out in the audience right now, I know that they could defend themselves if they really lean into it and learn about the business and frankly um, become very serviceable and build their skills. It might not ever be their towering strength. That's why they Love technology. That's the towering strength. But uh, you can have some some areas of uh, of skill. Not necessarily. That doesn't have to be a towering strength. Yeah, it totally makes sense. Uh, totally makes sense to me. Um, so back on the the topic, you know, this is all great. It all leads up into into leadership, and you know, I find uh, you know, and I work with a number of uh, managed IT service providers and IT consultants on a daily basis, and. You know, one of the things, one of the jokes in in their industry is they're not sales and marketing professionals, and uh, you know they, you know they, I call, I have a kind of a, a theory I'm calling market, marketing by accident. Is actually, if you think about it, these guys, these IT professionals are very good salespeople and they're very good marketers because, or they wouldn't have a business that, you know, has wildfires, word of mouth kind of spreading, you know, like a like like the Santa Ana winds blowing across Southern California. You know, right. they they right. do market themselves extremely well. They may not understand all the the fundamentals and the you know the the technical ways of getting new type of business, but they do well when it comes to uh, you know referral type marketing. You know, on a, one of the things that we see with them is also the you know as leadership skills develop, they are very good leaders. Mm-hmm. They just don't recognize it in themselves. And so you know, we talked about different things about you know inspirational type leadership and you know bringing up the world. One of the one of the new buzzwords is just thought leadership. Um, you know, you do it through your blog. Uh, you know, we we all do it some ways. You know, is is thought leadership just hype, or is it something concrete that the and, and a change is happening in our society today? Boy, um, yeah. I mean, thought leadership. Think about that. I mean, what does it really mean? And it's it's not anything novel. It's not anything brand new. I mean, heck, people have been thinking and people have been leading since the dawn of time, right? Yeah. And to me, what the phrase 
means is the willingness, the courage, the confidence, and the aptitude to have a point of view. That's not leadership to me. It's have a point of view around XYZ topic. You know, and that point of view, frankly, not born that point of view. There's a lot of work that goes into having a point of view on a topic. There's, there's subject matter um, expertise building. There's uh, effective question questioning. There's research. There's et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I think leaders have to get comfortable with having a point of view. And in that meeting that something is coming up, that something has come up, you know, ask a question. State your position. Be confident in where you are. And also have the humility to change it if you need to. See, that's no, that brings up another great point, actually. Humility is, in leaders is, is, is critical. You know what? I mean, I make mistakes. I'm sure you make mistakes. Oh, yeah. Is it is it acceptable for a leader to say, you know what, hey, I screwed up? Absolutely. I think one of the most um, – two, two aspects of leadership I think are so important. One is – um, a leader has to acknowledge that they can be vulnerable too. And that has to be done with some level of of moderation because if a leader is too vulnerable, then how's the team going to react, right? But leaders have to acknowledge, hey, I made a bad call, and here's what I learned from it. Here's what we are all going to learn from it. You know, I recently had something like that on my own team. I said, all right, yeah, I made a call. It didn't work. Here's what we're all learning from this. And that level of vulnerability to say, yes, I made a tough decision and it didn't work out, and we're going to learn from it, leads to, I think, the second key aspect of being a strong leader is being self-aware in knowing what your strengths and what your opportunities are and being comfortable sharing them and sharing what you're doing about both. So I think that that at the core of it is humility, right? Being able to acknowledge that, yes, I've, you know, I've got some things I need to work on, and we're in sync together. But it's one you have to really work through and not <laughs> go overboard on. There's an African proverb that says, um, a team, let's make sure I get this right, a team of deer led by a lion will be stronger than a team of lions led by a deer. Hmm. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> I mean, a strong yeah. leader that that has uh, skills and motivates and inspires and shows their vulnerability um, and builds builds people, can take a team that might not necessarily be the strongest team in the world and take them to great heights. A leader who shows too many cracks in the armor, who doesn't really work effectively on building their own personal skills and doesn't lead effectively, eventually the team will turn on them. Yeah, I, I, I've that, seen great examples of that, actually. Yeah, just look at look just look what's happening in the in the Middle East today. It's, you know, yeah. at a big scale, sure. it's, it's exactly what's happening. Sure, that's exactly uh, what's happening. The you know the team has uh, the organization or the the citizens of some of these countries are uh, are revolting because they're getting tired of being led by somebody who kind of thinks they're someone yeah. special. I think that's you know I get down that gets back to that humility message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of they got too big. They think they're all Yeah, my early days of of a leader, I was, you know, somewhat that way. I, you know, I was came out of a very successful military career where, you know, you really didn't question, you know, what you were told to do. You just trusted the leader maybe was making the right decision. But you know, it, of course, different different industries, different worlds, 
Uh, you know, that works sometimes and it doesn't work sometimes. But I oh, learned yeah. as, like, and as, yeah, you, as, as we mature. And I think that's, it gets back to correct. the constant investment in leadership and, uh, you know, and, and being able to – and being open and being uh, and having the ability to learn. I think as leaders we need to be uh, very open to new ideas. And, you know, sometimes on, and on this is, a, you know, a great idea. The best idea may come from the person who actually interacts with the cu- with your customers the most. Oh, absolutely! In my prior world, um, I spent a lot of years in, in the consumer packaged goods, but a number of the uh, big ticket products that came out came straight from employees who were experimenting with a with a recipe or experimenting with a way to deliver something to the market. And the the great organizations listen to that and and frankly uh, harvest those ideas. And give people the opportunity to express them. That's yeah, absolutely. Too. That's having people feel comfortable that they're part of something bigger enough so that they can provide a point of view. Mm-hmm. I.e., thought leadership. Yeah, back to that whole thought leadership thing and in and in, in, in being an inspiration to to your people. We only have a few minutes left. I uh, want to kind of zero in a little bit on what the, what you do, and you know, I would highly recommend the listeners today check out your blog. And, and follow your blog. You offer some really good, uh, you know, timely advice uh, on there. Uh, can you share with us the uh, the blog address uh, uh, for your, uh, for yeah, your sure. blog? Yeah, it's, sure. Uh, it's www.angelrodriguez.us. And my main goal with the blog is, frankly, to share some thoughts on leadership and, and impact people um, in ways that uh, – that perhaps I would not have been able to and via any other means. This is a way for me to get scale and impact as many people as I can and just give, just give some of my own engagement. There's there's a great engagement from the followers, and I want to thank any of them that are listening to this right now for supporting me all along the way um, and uh, letting my thoughts on leadership and, and things that are happening today in the world uh, impact them in a positive manner. So I want to thank all of them, and I want to invite your listeners to please get on and, and uh, check it out and provide a, provide some insights, and uh, I'm sure we'll meet each other out in the uh, stratosphere. Exactly. You know, and, and, you know, with the the HTG group coming to Dallas this uh, this May, uh, you know, a number of our listeners are part of that group. Uh, I'm sure we'll have a chance uh, for you to pop over and, and visit us at the, in Las Colinas there. So uh, one last one last uh, tip, you know, we've got about th- uh, three or two or three minutes left here. Uh, you know, if what what kind of, what closing comments? Anything that we you haven't had a chance to uh, say that you wanted to uh, you mentioned to our listeners today? Yeah, I, this is specifically for. Um, I mean, it's really struck me what you said about you know people that have gone off and they're doing their own thing and they the the intrepid warriors you know that jump out there and say, hey, I'm going to start this. I'm going to give it all I can and build something. And there's a quote from George Bernard Shaw. That, frankly, has really changed my life in such a such a big way and you know essentially i'm paraphrasing here but what he says is um some people see things as they are and they ask why but i dream of things that never were and i ask why not Mm -hmm. and i would encourage your audience especially those that are in the you know starting up something on their own Ask yourself, why not? Why not you? Can I be the person that gets that big account? Why can't we as a team be the ones that have material difference in our, in our communities, on society, and frankly, in the business world? Why not us? 
And so many times we'd look up and we'd say, gosh, that's great. You know, I feel really good. Wow, look, you see what that guy did? You see what they did? I mean, once in a while, ask yourself, hey, I could have done that too. So why am I not doing that? And how do I go forward and achieve the way I know that, that I can? That's what I'd leave folks with. That quote is incredibly powerful and frankly inspires me uh, every single day. That is fantastic, and that's kind of something that I have tried to lead my life through over the last, you know, the last uh, many years of uh, being in business for myself, and you know, being in a position where you know to influence uh, folks. So, thank you very much for joining us today. It's, you know, it's always been a pleasure, and you know, you're a great friend and good colleague, and you know, uh, I've, you know, besides following you online all the time, we you know we do keep in contact with each other, and I do appreciate uh, everything that you do for for uh, those that you touch, and you know, coming on here and uh, and sharing. Uh, information with us. So thank you very much for for doing that again uh, for us. Okay. And, uh, you're welcome back. At, welcome back at any time. Uh, thanks, folks, for tuning into the MSP show uh, for this week. Uh, the schedule is going to be a little interrupted next week as we travel with the MSP University crowd at uh, their boot camp in Denver. If you're in the Denver area, make sure you uh, check it out. MSPU.us. It's a free three-day boot camp, and we're going to talk about leadership, marketing, service delivery, all that good stuff next uh, next week in Denver. We've got a couple other events coming up in the next little while, too. So the show's going to be a little uh, changed up over the next little while, but make sure, make sure we get it out. My name's Stuart Crawford, and check out my website, Ulistic.com, for uh, details on what we do. And I want to thank you all for tuning in to the MSP show uh, for this week. <laughs>